Welcome to Grace for the Tryhard, a place where we tryhards can be reminded of the grace we've been given and be empowered to walk in it every day. Do you ever feel like no matter how hard you try, you aren't good enough? Have you struggled with shame and want to experience more freedom in your walk with Christ? Do you feel inspired and empowered when you hear other people's stories of transformation and healing? If your answer is yes to any of those questions, I'm right there with you. Being empowered to live and work out of grace is possible, and here we are learning how to do that together. No need to show up polished, poised, or perfect. Come as you are and join us as we experience God's grace together. everyone. Welcome to Grace for the Tryhard, a place for tryhards to come and learn how to receive God's grace together and learn how to experience more freedom because of that. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. It is 2023 and some of you are thriving. Some of you are struggling. Some of you are somewhere in between. And I want you to know that is a-okay. Wherever you are on that spectrum, you are loved and you're not behind. You are right where you're supposed to be. I know sometimes it can feel like it's a new year. I should be excited. I should be happy. But maybe you had a rough 2022. Coming into the new year, it's easy to think, okay, hopefully we can go up from here. But I don't know. I don't know what this year is going to bring. And none of us know what the year is going to bring. But we do know who is going to be with us through the year, and that is the Lord. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. That's one thing that's getting me through every day and helping me to find joy is knowing that I don't have to control my circumstances because I have the one who's in control with me all the time, who can bring me comfort, who can bring me peace, who is amazing. So that was my little spiritual rant in the beginning. Didn't expect to go there, but we did. And you might be wondering, Lindsay, you sound a little different. You sound a little better. Why is that? Well, there's two reasons. One, I'm coming from a new location today. And this location is my closet. (laughs) So that's the first thing. Second thing is I'm recording on a new device. And this device was given to me by my lovely husband, Ernest Joseph Phipps, for Christmas. He got me a new microphone, guys. It looks really cool. (laughs) I know barely anything about audio equipment, but he knows a lot. So he got me the perfect little microphone for a newbie podcaster that's going to sound better than my little clip-on mic that I was using before. So that's pretty cool. Um, Hopefully you're enjoying the sound quality. And I'm excited to be trying this out from my closet. I do not have a big closet. So I'm really just, you know, next to my suitcase and my dresser that's in my closet. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited for Grace for the Try Hard for 2023. We've made it a year, guys. I'm pretty sure my first blog post and when I launched the website was... I think like January 29th, 2022. So I'm just thankful that I stuck with something for a year. (laughs) If you're a tryhard, you could probably relate to me because, you know, we tend to go into things gung-ho and then realize it's a lot more work than we thought. So 
we might give up, but haven't given up on this. And I think one reason I haven't is because I've been learning to give myself grace through the process. And I'm thankful for all you listeners, whoever is listening. I'm thankful that you've given me grace too. Um, The fact that you're still listening tells me that you've given me grace. So appreciate that. I have some things planned for 2023, some podcast episodes I'm getting ready, getting excited to record, some people I want to be talking to um, because... To be completely honest, I don't love solo episodes, but they are logistically easier than interviews because I don't have to find a time to meet with someone. Um, But I am excited because I will be scheduling some interviews soon, and I'm just excited to learn from people I love and hopefully share some cool stuff with you guys. So yeah. Um, that's kind of where we're at. So this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about how I've learned to try hard to set goals for the new year in a grace-based way. You might be thinking, Lindsay, that's impossible. I've tried New Year's resolutions. I put way too much pressure on myself. I fail after two weeks and then I hate myself for it. Well, You're not alone. I've been there for sure, but I found this really awesome system, methodology, way of thinking, whatever you want to call it, on how to set you up for success on having goals for your year, but being able to follow through with them by grace and by God's strength. And that's been pretty life-changing for me, to be completely honest. And so I want to share it with you guys. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about my past goals and my goals for 2023. And hopefully you'll see that you don't have to completely give up on New Year's resolutions or your goals for the year. And you also don't have to put your whole identity into achievement. There is a healthy balance in between and I'm going to plug, plug, plug the person and the brand that showed me how to do this because I did not create this methodology. I don't, I don't even know what to call it besides a methodology or just a way of goal planning and uh, I will talk about her and her brand in a little bit. But I just thought I'd share how I've used their product and how it's helped me and how it could potentially help you this year. So I have always loved the new year. And I say that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know at age two if I love the new year. But as far as I can remember, mainly like my teen years into college, I've really enjoyed the new year. And it's funny because it's all arbitrary you know a lot of people think oh it's a new year fresh start you know you could have a fresh start on May 17th if you want what makes January 1st special I don't know but I have always liked the new year the flipping of the calendar a new season starting in my life I guess and just a way to close a chapter and and start a new one I started doing new year's resolutions probably in high school That's what I remember maybe earlier, but I remember mostly from high school and I don't remember them that much, but 
they usually had to do with exercise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they always had to do with exercise or food or eating, which tells you about my focus in high school and early college. So I would, you know, have some goal for myself of like losing 20 pounds or not eating sugar or whatever. And it was usually huge and, and hard and difficult. And I usually wouldn't make it. My willpower only lasted for maybe 30 days. Um, and then in college, I became a Christian and I began to understand that I didn't need to perform or produce or grow to be loved. I was already loved right where I was. <laughs> um, and knowing that my growth was not directly tied to my identity was really freeing news. Now I realized I could grow out of love, not for love. And that was, that was amazing news for me. <laughs> and I also learned that I would grow the best when I depended on God to grow me. He's the one who transforms. I just need to open my heart and give more of myself to him. So this was like, you know, mind-changing knowledge. Um, so after that, I thought I shouldn't do New Year's resolutions anymore because they just turned me into trying to improve myself instead of trusting God to transform me. So I probably went, I don't know, a few years where I just let that go, which was probably good for me. But being just wired as someone who likes to push themselves and likes to grow and like finds joy and fulfillment in growing, I had this something in me that was desiring change and desiring um, to focus on something throughout the year. So then a great friend of mine who I'm hoping to have on the podcast this year, her name is Stephanie. She has been such a supporter of Grace for the Tryhard and has helped me when I've had moments of self-doubt and insecurity. So she's awesome and she is also identifies as a tryhard. So she helps me a lot um, to process this stuff. But she sent me this podcast called Cultivate What Matters. So when I got this podcast, I didn't realize it, but it's actually a brand um, founded by a woman named Laura Casey. And she founded um, a product called the Power Sheets Intentional Goal Planner. And it's a part of the Cultivate What Matters brand. Even though I just got this podcast from my friend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to check it out. Later, I realized it's so much more than a podcast. It's a whole brand to help others achieve their goals in a grace-based, sustainable way, which is pretty amazing. So the episodes Stephanie sent me were called How to Set Goals for 2020, and they were actually a four-part series. So she sent me the first one, and I kind of just dove in from there. And to be completely honest, Laura Casey really inspired um, how I wanted Grace for the Tryhard to sound. So I'm going to link those podcasts and her website and the um, power sheets in the show notes so you can go listen to it yourself. But I really appreciated her style of podcasting because it really just felt like she was my friend talking to me. She wasn't putting on a show. She wasn't trying to be catchy or cool. She just it just sounded like she was just being herself and her stories were so authentic and so relatable and I really enjoyed them. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool that she inspired me and now I'm doing this because back then I didn't even 
know I was going to do this. So some of the things that are different about Laura Casey's method are she focuses a lot on reflection, which I think is really important when we're thinking about creating goals for our life because in order to know where we're going, it really helps to know where we've been. Another aspect of this method that I really appreciated was she focuses on who you want to become over what do you want to do. And I think that makes your goal a lot more long lasting because you're focusing on your identity over just achieving something that you finish. And then the last thing that stood out to me is you could have a really big goal for your year, big goal for your five years, 10 years, whatever. And that's good. But the only way to get there is if you take small but important steps. And she talks about how these small grace-filled steps led by the Father are going to eventually grow you and you can achieve that big goal. So those were just some things that stood out to me at first when I was listening to this podcast. The old way that I thought about goal planning and New Year's resolutions was I used to think that your goals had to be flashy and um, outward focused. So like lose 20 pounds this year. It's like you couldn't just try to lose five pounds. You had to lose 20 pounds because it was like more extreme. And I thought the goals had to be like big and um, I, I tend to overestimate myself, <laughs> so that kind of probably makes sense why I thought they had to be big, um, like run a marathon or just do something crazy, I guess. I don't know. And I also thought they had to be very, like, cold turkey, so, you know, like, it wasn't a gradual change. It was, like, all or nothing right away. Like, you know, I'm just not going to eat sugar anymore or not going to eat sugar for the month of January or whatever, you know, so that's kind of what I thought goals should be. Um, But the problem is those goals led to a reoccurring cycle of usually binging before January 1st, usually like the end of December. I would just, if I was like, uh, you know, stopping eating sweets for a while, like I would just eat a ton of sweets before January 1st and then cut it out. And that wasn't healthy. I'd have this like nervous excitement for this big change, like in my mind, be like, okay, this is going to be great. But then I'd be like, uh, I don't know if I could do this. And what if I can't? And then usually it would turn into burnout after, you know, two to four weeks. And then I would give up. And then I would have a lot of disappointment in myself and a lot of self-condemnation saying things like, wow, you're so weak and you can't even do this. And you're never going to change. You're never going to grow. And that just, it just wasn't good. And I hated it. And one of the issues with that old way of goal planning was I didn't take into consideration the why. So, for example, with losing 20 pounds, why did I want to lose those 20 pounds? I never really thought about that. Um, and, And if I actually sat down and did think about it, I would have realized that my why wasn't that great and that it was fueled by insecurity versus security. So the reason I wanted to lose weight was to look better or to feel more attractive towards others or from others, by others. (laughs) And that was, that stemmed from an insecurity of not feeling good about myself, not feeling comfortable in my own skin. 
And I'm just at the place now where I just think any goal that is fueled by insecurity is going to be really, really exhausting to achieve. And I don't think it's what God has for us. I think God wants us to grow in dependence on him and resting in our our identity in Christ and not because we want to make ourselves better or we aren't satisfied. Because the truth is God already loves us right where we are because of the finished work of Christ and us putting our faith in him. Now God sees us just like he sees his son Jesus. And there's nothing we can do to make ourselves any better. There's nothing we could do to lose our right standing with Christ. Like it's all based on faith in him. And so when we start to believe that we are less than because of some external circumstance that's just not true. <laughs> and so the more we can recognize when our goals are being motivated by insecurity and letting those goals go and instead focusing on how to become more secure in Christ, I believe the more freedom we're going to have. One interesting thing that I noticed when I was preparing this episode was that when I was creating these old goals, they seemed impossible at the time. So they seemed to be too big. But now that I'm like reflecting on my life and seeing where I am now, the truth is they were actually too small. And the reason they were too small is that I wasn't bringing God into the equation. I didn't recognize that he wanted to help me achieve these goals and become more free and become more whole. And so when we have God on our side, when we have God helping us, each and every day, we can do so much more than just in our own strength. And God has bigger plans for you than just making you richer, making you skinnier, giving you a better job, giving you nicer things. Those goals are temporary and can be easily taken away. What God cares about is who you are becoming, which is lasting and can't be taken away. This new method of goal setting by Laura Casey is based on a lasting why, not just a fleeting feeling. It is fueled by grace instead of by an unhealthy pressure. It will impact not only you, but it will impact others. And it's God-dependent instead of you-dependent. So just to make this perfectly clear, I have not created this method. (laughs) Laura Casey created it and has a whole business devoted to it. And like I said, All of her links are in the show notes because if anything I want you to take away from this is that she has some really awesome tools for you to use to help cultivate your life and cultivate what matters. So like I said, she sells this really awesome planner called the Power Sheets. And the things I'm going to be talking about next is different things that are in the power sheets just to give you kind of some insight of what's in this goal planner and what makes it different than any other planner. It's also beautifully designed, by the way. Um, They have really great designers there. (laughs) Um, So this podcast is just me sharing how I've used this method before and how it has helped me to live out of grace while also dreaming of where I want to be and finding direction to get there. So let's dive into the things that I think are really cool about this method. So one thing is that there's lots of prep work to guide you to your goals. Personally, I think the prep work is the most important part because 
it helps you to actually move past those superficial, temporary comparison goals and helps you to see what what you really deeply care about and what deeply matters to you and creating goals that are actually going to connect with what matters to you. So this prep work helps you discover what you want to focus on that year and why it matters. And the way I've looked at it, and I believe Laura Casey does the same thing because she is a believer, is that you want to bring God into the process. (laughs) At the end of the day, like he knows what's best for you. He knows where you're at. He knows where you're going. He wants to walk with you through life and mold you and shape you and grow you. And so I like to, I guess, do this with God um, and be talking to him while I'm processing all of this um, prep work of reflecting and preparing for the new year. So I encourage you to do that too. Um, So some of the things that you do in the prep work is a life audit. And that is basically like writing out a few different categories of um, your life and just very honestly scoring them out of 10 and not in a shameful way at all. It's really just to be honest with yourself of how did this area in my life go this year and why? That's really helpful for me because I tend to forget about the past year (laughs) and it helps me to like think about the past and think about different areas like my health, my uh, relationships, my finances, my job, just different areas and just think about this past year and how did they go because you're not going to know where you want to go if you don't know where you are. Another part of the prep work is what went well the previous year and what was challenging, as well as who you are grateful for. And I really like the who you are grateful for part because gratitude just really, really helps my perspective, especially if you've had a really hard year. When you write down who you're grateful for, it helps you to see that that year wasn't wasted, that there were still good moments and and good people who fought for you, who supported you, who helped you through. So I really love that. And then one of my other favorite parts of the prep work is the question, who do you want to be when you're 80? (laughs) I really like this question because right now I'm 27, so I'm not that close to 80. And so it helps me to like put into perspective that A, I don't have to have achieved everything by 27. (laughs) I still have hopefully a lot of life to live. Um, But it also helps me to see like what actually matters. Like when I'm 80, what do I actually want? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I want to have done? What actually matters? I personally love reflection, but I also don't do it enough. Sometimes I'm just going, going, going that I forget about what even happened this year. And this past year, 2022, was a very unique year for me. It honestly felt like three years in one because the first quarter or like third of the year, I was still working with a campus ministry that I was working for for the past, for five years before that. And it was like a just a huge part of my life and a part of my identity. And, and then the second third of the year, I was transitioning into a new job and I was looking for a new job. And then the last third, I had started my new job where I work now. So 
at the end of December, when I'm starting to think about the past year, I'm like, all I remember is working at this place that I'm working at now. <laughs> like, I completely forgot that I was looking for a job for a few months and I was working for the ministry before that. I really needed to reflect to see the whole year in perspective and not just like think about the past three months. So if you have a hard time remembering what happened the past year, um, one thing that helped me was going to my planner, whether you have a physical planner or you use your phone, that could just really help remind you of different things that you did and different people you are with and can help enlighten you to what happened the previous year. And then another thing that helps me is going to my journal. So I read through every journal entry from January 2022 to December 2022. And um, that took a while. (laughs) So, but it really helped me to like remember where my emotions were at and what were some highs, what were some lows, so I could have an accurate review of the year. And you guys might be thinking, wow, Lindsay, this sounds like a lot of work. To some degree it is, but the more you put into the prep work, the more you're going to get out of deciding where you want to go. Your goals will will stick a lot more if you do the prep work because they won't just be a random goal that you thought of. It would be you're going to have a really deeper whys and a deeper understanding of why it really matters to you to make a change in your life and to grow. At least that's what it's been for me. The next part of this method that I want to share with you guys is called the word of the year. And this is probably the thing that sticks out to me the most slash sticks with me the most throughout the year because it's just one word. I tend to forget what my goals were (laughs) if I don't go back to them. But the word of the year just sticks in the back of my head. And I'll just share with you just the past three years what the word has been and kind of like what happened throughout the year, which was really cool because it wasn't even really in my control. Um, So in 2021, the word that I felt most drawn to was satisfy, which to be honest, when I picked that, I I didn't even really know why. (laughs) And that's kind of been like that every year. But it was really cool. By the end of the year, I almost forgot about it. Like I said, it was in the back of my head, but I wasn't like meditating on it every day. I wasn't like thinking about it all the time. And then I go back to my notes from planning for 2021. And I saw that word and I was thinking about it. And I realized that I really learned how to be satisfied in God that year. God just taught me how that even when I'm not satisfied with myself, with others, or with what I'm experiencing, Jesus really is enough. And the most amazing part, it wasn't just like a mental understanding. I 2021 wasn't the easiest year, but I just learned how good God is <laughs> through it. Because it's like when you're disappointed, when your expectations aren't met, because there were times where my expectations weren't met by others or by myself, and I had to run to God. And when I did, he met me in really, really cool ways. And so I think that's pretty amazing that when we can um, be 
partnering with God as we're planning for the year and, and he can point us to a word and then we can reflect on that year and see how he came through to help us to experience that word or grow in that area. In 2022, I chose the word groove and I chose that. I honestly don't remember why I chose it, but I liked it a lot because it reminded me of my time in percussion. I was in percussion in high school and a year in college and I love to dance and I, what I know about groove is that you're moving, but you're also repeating. And I really think that's what kind of this year was. It was like, I had a lot of changes, but I also was in the same place. Like I'm still in the same city. I still have the same friends, but I'm in a new position and a new career and a new industry. And I've just learned how to groove in transition and I personally don't love transitions. They're they're really hard for me. And But by December, I was feeling in a groove at work. I was enjoying work. I was feeling more confident and knowing the people. And it was, it was really good. So for 2023, the word that I've chosen is release. So quick story is when I was just graduated college, I was deciding to go into this ministry and work for the ministry and help college students to um, experience the love of God. And and I met with this nun who was a family friend of mine um, back in my hometown. We went to this place and got breakfast together. And I was just telling her about my college experience and, and how, how God had met me in college and just really changed my world <laughs> and my worldview. And um, she was so encouraged. And the one sentence, I can't remember it word for word, but I remember the gist of it, that she said to me that has stuck with me is a life of following Jesus is defined by surrender. And I really agree with that. (laughs) I think the more we follow Jesus, the more he calls us to just let go and to trust him with our lives, with others, with our finances, with everything. And we're just learning how to let go. It's like I grew up thinking I just had to try harder. I just had to be better for God when really he just wanted me to let go and surrender to him and surrender to his power, surrender to his grace, surrender to what Jesus did for me. Crazy. So yeah, I've been thinking about that, you know, for many years now. Um, But since I started to go to counseling, I actually can now like notice the tension in my body so much more easily because my counselor will say, so what are you feeling in your body right now? And I'm like, at the beginning, I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I was so like disconnected from my body that I didn't even know I was like so tense. And so now I recognize like I hold a lot of emotion in my body and it's just very tiring to like live with this tension and like holding it all in. And I really just want to learn how to release it to God. I think my instinct tends to be, you know, to hold everything in to like hold my breath (laughs) and so this year I really want to just like learn how to release stress to God to release pressure over myself to release emotion to others and to God and to myself (laughs) I guess um so I know it's not going to be easy because you know I've trained my body to tense up but I know God is faithful and he sees me choosing this word and 
um, moving forward in this area as a sign of trust that he can do something and he can help me to release things to him. As for my actual goals this year, I have two. And that is a whole win in itself because, (laughs) you know, being a tryhard, it's like I should have four, five, ten goals, you know, for myself. And yeah, no. The past years I've had three to four. So I'm really happy that I've had two this year because I need to do less. But my first goal is to embrace limits. (laughs) (laughs) sounds like, you know, the opposite of a goal, you know, push yourself, be better, do more. Instead, I need to go the opposite direction. I need to accept the limits that God has given me and embrace them and learn to trust him through those limits. So being an athlete growing up, I didn't really believe in limits, or at least I thought you were always supposed to push yourself past your limits to get better you know, work harder, do better, more reps, you know, literally till physical exhaustion, you know, like don't give up. I remember I was on a volleyball team in my sophomore year and I, I've never sweat so much in my life. Like I was just drenched every practice. So that was my mindset. And yes, to be a good athlete, you do need to push yourself. But if you are constantly pushing yourself in every area of your life, you're going to burn out. (laughs) You will, and I have. And now I'm learning to have more balance and to accept that I can't do it all, that I can't be it all. And that's what I really want to focus on this year. The past few years, I've learned that I'm not invincible. I'm not God. One thing that came to mind when I was preparing this was about Adam and Eve, how they were made in God's image, but they weren't God. I think one of many big distinctions between God and Adam and Eve is that Adam and Eve have limits. They have a physical body that needs sleep, that gets tired, that can only, you know, hold so much. They have a limited mind. They have a personality. They can't do everything. They can't be everything while God can. And what went wrong was Adam and Eve wanted to fight those limits. They wanted to be God. Um, We were designed to actually accept, I can't be God. I have limits and learn to trust God with what we can't do and who we can't be. So when we live in that way, we actually are living the way we were designed and we can actually have more joy and peace and life (laughs) compared to constantly fighting it. As we embrace our limits and depend on God, we become healthier because we're actually living the way we were designed to live. We can actually do more than we thought, more than doing it on our own because we're depending on God and he can do so much more than we can in our own strength. And we actually enjoy life more than constantly pushing yourself past our limits, which can lead to burnout. So embracing limits is my first goal. And then my second goal is to be poured into. And what I mean by that is I really want to find a mentor and someone to disciple me and to help me to see my blind spots and who's lived more life than me and can just share some wisdom that I don't just have. And being in the ministry that I was in, it's called Chi Alpha, I constantly had people just pouring into me. I mean, that was just our life. That was our job. 
we poured into others and others poured into us and it was beautiful and now that I'm in just a corporate job I don't have that surrounding me anymore and I went to visit a friend actually two friends their names are Ryan and Kathleen and they're older than me and I've I look up to them a lot and so I was visiting them we were talking and this was in November and by the end of the night I was like wow I have not had someone just like speak life into me someone like older and wiser and in a long time <laughs> like probably since April and I left that conversation just with a lot better perspective on the situations I was going to and I had direction on like where to go in my prayer life and and what to talk to God about and it was just super helpful and I've just realized that I'm I tend to to pour out a lot to others and a lot of the times that's not coming out of um, a posture of security it's coming out of insecurity and like needing to people please and stuff so I'm working on that but I just think one thing that's really going to help me is if I have someone consistently mentoring me. So those are my 2023 goals. I'll keep you updated on how things are going and how God is teaching me to release things to him um, throughout this year. But the biggest thing I've taken away from creating these types of goals is that God does care about my transformation and healing, but he is the one who does the transforming. Sanctification, the process of becoming more like Jesus, is dependent on God. And the more I try to sanctify myself, the more I feel stuck in the mud. But the more I release striving, fear, control to God and trust him to heal and transform me, The more progress I see and the more freedom I experience. I encourage you, if you struggle with self-hatred, with living past your limits, with trying to transform yourself, (sighs) take a breath. (laughs) This is something my mom would tell me a lot growing up. And if you're listening, mom, thank you. I would get so frustrated when she'd tell me to do that, but it was what I needed. And... That's one thing I'm working on this year is just breathing and being. And as I breathe, I'm trusting God to continue to sustain me. The truth is, you, right now, right where you are, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter how you're feeling about 2023, you are unbelievably loved. Before you plan your next goal, before you think of your next to-do, I need you to remember and to know that you are perfectly loved. You don't have to achieve your goals to feel affirmation. You can receive affirmation right now. (laughs) God delights in you and he just speaks his love over you. He gave his son for you to set you free to bring you into a family that will never end. So put your trust in Jesus. Put your trust in his finished work. Dream about your life. I encourage you, dream about your life and how you want to become more free. But at the end of the day, trust that he's the one that's going to bring you there and continue to open your heart to him. Make room for him. Take one step forward and celebrate 
that step and praise God for his faithfulness and desire and ability to transform you day by day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Feel free to rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and um, share with some friends. If you know someone who is wanting to um, create some goals for their year but struggle with being a tryhard or struggle with putting too much pressure on themselves, feel free to share this podcast and share Cultivate What Matters. Have a great day.